Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Like, what you talking about, man? 
She said, just look down the car and see who's talking. And I looked. I came back. And I was like, that's so-and-so. He's like, okay, cool. And I was like, wait a minute. You heard that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then that is. And you know, it's so funny because I told Stevie the story one time. I said, Tower of Power, when I was on the road with him, the lights went out. It was in this place in Portland, Oregon. Everybody's eating. All of a sudden, I hear everybody's fork go down, and there's nobody eating. Oh, I said, what happened, fellas? They said, oh, man, the lights went out. I said, oh, you bunch of wisses. Follow me. So I grabbed my cane, and I led them out the door. I love it. Hey, great guest. Like Mr. Ellis Hall, Anthony Hamilton has been on the show. Dwayne, Amel Larue, go check out the archives, and you can see, you can listen to one of those shows on your own time. It's Rodney Perry. We'll be right back. Hey, you, yeah, you. You listen to the show. You're laughing along with Rodney. You listen to the great guests, but you're not sharing it. You need to share this show with somebody special. Find somebody in your life that you love and show them how good you enjoy the show. It's Rodney Perry Live. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it. Yeah. All right, y'all, we're back in full effect, and the best thing about this show is that Rodney Perry gets to talk to the people he want to talk to, and today, guess who I wanted to talk to? The ladies of the Preacher X's. That's right, the Preacher X's. The show is coming down the pipe. It's heating up. Everybody's excited about it. Let's bring the ladies on the line. Uh, I'm going to bring y'all on all at once, and then I'm going to mute some of y'all and talk to y'all individually. Welcome to the show, Miss Sharon Griffin. What's up, Sharon? Hey, Rodney, how are you? Hang on, let me welcome uh, Miss uh, Lynn, little John Lynn. How you doing, babe? I'm good, how are you? Let him use you. Uh, Winona, <laughs> Winona Russ, welcome to the show, Winona. Hello, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful, yeah, I tell you, you can get a prep through. You Hang on, Winona, all right? <laughs> and Rochelle Wallace. Rochelle, you on Roddy Perry. Hi, Mr. Perry. How are you? Sis, first of all, let me say this to all y'all collectively. Um, thank you for sharing your lives with us. And You're welcome. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to ask you guys a blanket question, and I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to go down the list. I'm going to start with you, Sharon, uh, in, terms of, in terms of this. Um, when you decide to go on to do a reality show, because I know each one of you had to make an individual choice. Um, was there any reservations? And we're going to start with you, Sharon. Um, actually, there was no reservations with me because I created the show. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So you had to deal with the reservations. So, so yeah. Sharon, um, I mean, of course you know your story. How did you know that the other women would be willing to share their story then? Actually, I did not know initially, but I did reach out to everyone individually, and I communicated with them, and pretty much everyone was on board from the beginning. I mean, there has been some changes throughout, but that's okay. The show is going on, and we're yeah. excited about it. Man, it's awesome for for uh, for you to have created this show um, now. Of course, you know, you know the the show with the preachers have taken off, but that's not what you guys. That's not what your show is about, am I right? Um, no, it's not. Our show is more about empowerment and hope, and sharing our stories after uh, being the preacher's wife. 
Now, now, uh, well, let's go down the line um, with the first question, Miss Miss Lynn. Miss Lynn, yes. how did you make your choice to be on this show? Well, it was very easy for me. Number one, I've been in this way for a long, 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 long time. And I've seen a lot of things. And one of the things that I have seen is that we home in on it's a wise woman that builds her house. But it's a foolish woman that plucketh it down with her hands. And for some odd reason, when the house is divided and divorce takes place, the world seems to frown at the women. And it's Mm. past time for us to tell our stories. Past time for us to tell our stories. Wow. Uh, hey, thank you. Uh, Winona, what's your thoughts on that? How did you choose to be a part of this? I chose to be a part of the show because I basically want to share my story or stories mm-hmm. with women who have, you know, pastors, wives, first ladies, whatever you want to call them. Let them know that they're not alone. There's a lot of first ladies that's hurting. They're in abusive situations. They're being cheated on. There's a, a plethora of different situations that women in those positions deal with and I just wanted to let them know that they're not alone and that God is with them and they, there is life after being a first lady. I knew it. I knew I knew you can get a prayer through. You hang on with on <laughs> <laughs> Rochelle. Yes. How, how did you make your choice, sweetie? I made my choice, um, really after realizing that a lot of first ladies, preachers, wives, have, of course, you want to say, they don't really get the opportunity to tell the unique story like mine, being married to a down-low pastor. And I just wanted to, you know, let women know that they're not alone, although I felt that I was alone going through it. But now being a part of this cast, I realize that I'm not. There's more women reaching out to me because of the situation that I could have even imagined. Man, man, you you know what? Uh, I I think you guys are incredibly brave for sharing your stories. If for no other reason than just dealing with church folks. Now, we all know church folks. I'm going to bring everybody up. Winona, you on, Lynn, uh, Sharon, Rochelle. What what are church folks saying to y'all? Wow. According to... um you know, the YouTube comments and the different comments, the church folks are calling us whores and ratchet and you should not be doing this and this is the devil and foolishness like that. And this is going to be the demise of the church if this reality show comes forth. Really? Wow. Wow. (laughs) The old saints made a mockery. The, The old saints started this. You know, the mockery and and making a mockery of the body of Christ, that started a lot before Preacher's Exodus came about. Yet Mm. still, we are the ones taking the torch and running with it, as they say. Right. And and Rodney, can I say something? You know, there's a scripture that says that judgment is going to start at the house of God first. So if God Mm. already said it, he knew it was going to be hypocrites in the house. Mm. So we're just here to share our stories and let the people be the true judge. Wow. Mm. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking with the preacher's exes. Um, we got a creator on the line. We have the cast members on the line. Sharon, okay, so you, you had to know when creating this show that you're going to come under fire. Um, but you, you knew that these stories were out there and they needed to be told. 
um, when you have somebody like Rochelle that's dealing with what she's dealing with or what Nona dealing with what she's dealing with, Lynn dealing with what she's dealing with, or even your own story, as as you guys are telling these stories, it's still a reality yeah. show. How how do you maintain yourself in the face of, you know, the cameras? I'ma say for me, it's just being who I am, being that transparent person. Um, I've always been transparent, and I, I've never cared what other people say or what they think about me. So being in front of the cameras is, to me, nothing new in that regard. I'm going to be who Sharon is and who God created me to be. Okay. Uh, let me let me ask. Winona, okay, when you're a preacher's wife, do you, do you get to take a Sunday off? Can you stay home? I'm sorry, can you repeat the question for me? Like, when, when you're a preacher's wife, can you take a Sunday off? Like, can you just stay home and watch the game if you want to? Like, is it part no. of your duties to be there? Well, no, you really cannot. And, and that's funny that you mentioned that because I, I chose to do that one Sunday. I was just like, I, I'm tired of this. This is a big farce. You're not who you, who you say you are, and I'm not going to your church. And it ended up being a really big argument, and it usually doesn't go over too well if the pastor's wife decides to take the day off to say, hey, I'm done, I'm going to stay home, I'm tired, I don't want to deal with the foolishness. So, no, you can't. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Lynn, let me throw this out there, because I, as I see it, and, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian, I, I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, let me be clear, um, but... I'm one of those people that's disenfranchised with the church itself. And what can you guys, and I'm going to pose this to everybody as women of God, to, to get folks back connected? Like, what do you want, what do you want to, this show to say at the end of the day? Well, uh, Rodney, hon, mm -hmm. I, uh, I guess I would use that word also, that I'm disenfranchised. Is that the word that you use? Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I would have to agree because I've been in it like 40 years, and uh, I've gone private. So if someone is looking for Lynn Littlejohn to escort them back inside those four walls, you're looking at the wrong person. <laughs> okay. I come to realize that God is really, really, really big and really huge and very capable of being on the inside of me, which he is 24-7. So, hmm. That won't be my job on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon. And, and you know, Rodney, I have to say the same thing. Um, I really don't go into the four walls often. You will catch me on the dance floor with a margarita in my hand more often than you will catch me at church. Um, like Lynn said, God is in my heart. He's in my presence. I commune with him every day. And whoever doesn't like it, doesn't like it. And whoever can go with it, I, I just say flow with it, you know, because God is everywhere. And we don't have to be confined in those four walls um, to say that we go to church because technically we are the church. And when I say we are the church, I'm talking about each individual. So my relationship with Christ is my relationship and not contingent upon man and what they think. Well said. Ms. Rochelle, you you dealt with the uh, down low. Um, it's it's a, a phenomenon that, that's really plaguing uh, our community as as African Americans. 
Man, when, when you find out, how devastating was this for you? It was very devastating. Um, it made me feel that I was less than. Um, still to this day, I cannot wrap around my head what happened, why me, you know, why did he choose? Still no answers from him. So devastating, yes, and it left me feeling like, can I ever trust another man? You know, I'm just to this point where I just want to be alone. I don't want to be bothered with a man. Now, Rochelle, let me throw this out there now, because uh-huh. I, I have friends that just don't see the gay behavior. Did he not display any behavior that you question now that you look back on it? Now that I look back on it, no, I can't say that I saw a lot. And the reason being was because I was on a whirlwind with him. It was like a fairy tale. So as long as you kept me mesmerized, and that's my downfall, with the lavish gifts and expensive trip. Hang on. Hey, this is a great conversation. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. We're tuning in to Rodney Perry. Hey, hey guys. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry that that my um, my line dropped, but we we are back, man. This is such a great conversation. Um, I'm sure you guys are having some great conversations. So, do y'all still like each other? Let me let me hold on. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. <laughs> I know I, me and my wife we watch all the reality shows. So let me let me go. On, let me get everybody up. We gonna start. I guess we gonna save you, Sharon, because you the you the you the idea woman. So you you gotta say the politically correct answer. I don't even want to talk. You muted, you Sharon. Okay, now let's start with who I think is gonna be the most honest. Rochelle. Uh huh. Ain't got time. I know you ain't got time to BS me. So, I mean, have you have you guys been able to maintain y'all relationships? So y'all you guys knew each other before this show. Am I right? No. Oh, y'all didn't? No. So can you count Winona, Lynn, and Sharon as friends, Rochelle? We're castmates. Uh-oh, hello. Hey, hang on. You stay right there, Rochelle. Okay, Winona. Now. I'm here. Now, me and you done talked already. I know you can get a prayer through, okay? Can you count these young ladies as your friends? I will call them my sisters because we've been through some of the same experiences and, you know, just talking with them and, you know, reading about their experiences, it kind of melded us into some sort of sisterhood. So I I think it's a little bit, for me anyway, and I am the newest cast member, so, but even though I've only been here, you know, I've only been a part of the show the shortest amount of time, I feel a kinship with each one. You know, everyone has their own different personality and their own different story, and I just feel a kinship. You know, it's it's really great. I, and I don't usually do that, but you know, I feel a kinship with these ladies because I'm like, okay, these are a group of women that know what I've gone through, and I want to. Sh- we want to share our stories with other women to let them know, hey, you know what, you're not alone. You know, we've been a part of this. The church heard us. We just disenfranchised. Our husbands weren't who they represented themselves to be. And there's a life after church. Wow. 
Okay. Well, you know what, Winona? What I'm hearing is you ain't had time not to like these ladies yet. Okay, hang on. Okay, let's go. Lynn, are these your friends? <laughs> you are so funny. I have to say that your introduction had me rolling. Um, the word friends, um, <laughs> friends, you know, I would have to say with um, Rochelle, we are castmates. And, uh, you know, friends, I, I don't have any. Oh, wow. Wow. That's interesting. That's interesting. We need to get you some friends. Lynn, I don't like it. I'm not actually um You ain't in the market, is you? <laughs> I, I'm not at this point. I've kind of been around a while, and I'm not actually searching okay. for friends. But, uh, yeah. I hear you. There is a beautiful you. spirit amongst the preacher's exes. If you view the first scene that was put out on YouTube, it kind of makes you feel some kind of way. And I wanted to say something when you asked about the cameras. When I tell you, you forget the cameras rolling because wow. the stories, our lives, when we start talking about it, I didn't even think about the cameras because everything was so real. Right. It's amazing. Okay. I love it. All right, hey, that's Miss Lynn Littlejohn. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pose that same question to Sharon, but I want you guys to think about this, ladies, as, you, as you're on the line. I want to hear your story. I, I think we kind of talked about Rochelle. We kind of know, you know, what her story is. What brought her to the show? So I want to hear each of y'all's story and 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 when you saw your relationship um, failing, for lack of a better word. So uh, hang on, Miss Lynn, come to you, Sharon. I had to mute you because, you know, I had I had to get you last on this one. Are these ladies your friends? Because you're the connect to everybody. Um, I think there has a there's been a bond that has been formulated between the ladies. Um, but I would have to say personally that we are cast members. Um, I, I don't take the word friendship very lightly. So I don't know them long enough to say they're my friends, but there is a camaraderie amongst us. And the camaraderie is to empower other women and to offer hope to a society that's dying silently. Um, so Sharon, what's your story? Uh, and, and we're talking to Sharon Griffin. She's at Sharon K. Griffin on, uh, Twitter. Um, Sharon, what's your story? How, how did you come not only to create this show, but, you know, I want to hear about your relationship. Like when did you know it wasn't going to go another day? Well, I was married to two preachers. Um, but my husband, time? no, not at the same damn time, Rodney. Anyway, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I wish I could, though. That might be a story to tell. But anyway. Um, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, Sharon, before you get into that. Do you just <laughs> like men of God? Is that your type? Hell no. I was not the woman on the front row with no underwear on talking about daddy, come and get it. No, I was not her. Tell I was me they introduced... don't. Wait a minute. Stop right there, Sharon. Tell me they don't do that. Well, yeah, women do it all the time. They go to church looking for preacher husbands because of the uh, the power and the anointing that that man has on their life. Wow. Well, well you know what? Be before we get into your story, I'll give you all a quick story. So uh, I used to go, when I lived in L.A., I used to go to Bishop Noel Jones Church on Wednesday afternoons. He would have an afternoon service. And so 
he he I get in there on a Wednesday afternoon. The place is packed like it's a Sunday. Okay, first of all. And he went into this sermon and basically he broke down how women hit on him all the time. And That's just true. what you just said, he said, You have no idea what I see from where I stand. And and I'm thinking he about to say something philosophical. He talking about how women be showing him they stuff from the front row. Yeah, I mean, it's true. Um, and I have a lot of preacher friends, and I know a lot of preachers, and one thing that one preacher might offer to another is a woman in, in their hotel room waiting to be intimate or, you know, even to perform oral sex on them. I mean, that's common. So they're like, so the preachers, the big preachers are like rock stars? Or do you have to be oh, big? Oh, yeah. Is it, is you don't it have like, to be uh, big. You know, so no. we're not... We're not confining this behavior to to, to uh, mega preachers. Not only. No, not only mega preachers. Anyone who has the power or the anointing. Really? Common. Now, 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 now we, we, we say in the word anointing, but if, if, if a person... So let me ask y'all this. Are we giving too much power to the man? I believe Lynn, what do you think? Just like any other position. Mm-hmm. President, teacher, what? Any other position. Yeah. So, yeah, it's yeah, a so position. At, at the end of the day, they're, they're just men. What do you think, Winona? I definitely think that people in the church give way too much power to the, the pastors and the leaders in the church. I believe it's almost like a form of idolatry. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah, really wow. basic to me. Wow. Wow. Uh Rochelle, when you see when you see a story hit the news like like what we saw here in Atlanta uh with the uh with with the uh, uh what was his name? Eddie Long. Eddie Long. When when you see that story, we don't we never heard from his wife. Like really? how how isolating is it as the woman when when this stuff is going on? There you go. There you go. It's very isolating. I mean, one, you, you have to deal with your shame. You're dealing with all type of guilt. You, you're dealing with being criticized by other people. Was it your fault? Did you not do something right? That was definitely me. I'm thinking, what was wrong with me that I wasn't enough for this man? So I could definitely understand her pain as a woman, although our situations were different. Well, hell, I don't know. I don't know if he slept with a boy or a man, to be honest. I, I don't know which one he had. I don't know. He he was doing something wrong. Talking about I'm talking about my husband. I ain't talking about Abe. Oh. I'm talking about my husband. Oh, you okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, hang on, hang on, Miss Rochelle. Hang on, Winona. Uh, Lynn, uh, what's your story? Uh, my story is that from a very little child to the, the age of 10, I was raised in the Church of God in Christ, and so they taught us to you will be deemed a successful person if you got a man. So at the age of 17, I was engaged to be married, dated this guy for two years. I'm just a kid. And Mm -hmm. he called off the wedding, and the wedding was called off, and so I tried to commit suicide. Within a few months, I was married again. Of course, not. it wasn't never recorded, but it still happened, so I tell it. I was married again within a few months, and that that didn't go. And then I was married again within a few months. And that marriage lasted for 25 years. 
when my children began to get to the point of graduating, that's when I realized, what the, mm, am I in this marriage? So, I know I so, look pretty standing beside him. I look nice standing beside anybody. Yeah. And I worked my ass off the entire time, 25 years and 16 years pastoring. Worked my ass off. Um, but let, I let lost me, myself. Yes. Now let me ask you this, ladies. Uh, and, Lynn, I guess since we got your line open, we'll start with you. Um, when you say your prayers to God, do you blame him for this? I I don't, uh, Rodney. Let me just now, Lynn Little John. She's a bit different, okay. And mm-hmm. I want the whole world to understand that. No, I never, not one time, blamed God. But I will. People tell me all the time, you be blaming the church, boo. Yes, I do. Deranged <laughs> lunatics in the church. Wow. I do. That's who I blame. Ignorant people. That, are, mm-hmm. that do nothing but brainwashing and manipulating women, children, all for the sake of controlling them. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Winona, Winona, what's your story? Well, my story is I was I have been married to a preacher, and I'm, I'm originally from New Orleans, so I married this preacher, met him on a Christian dating website, and basically <laughs> that marriage lasted maybe a year. Mm-hmm. He basically told me maybe about three months into the marriage that he only married me to have sex with me. You know, the whole we okay. can't have sex until you're married thing. Right, right. So, and we did wait till we were married, and, you know, that was a little game that he played, and he kicked us out <laughs> of his home. We moved from Georgia to Arkansas where his church was, and, you know, he kicked us out. We didn't have anywhere to go. Me and I have three children from a previous marriage who wasn't a preacher. Wow. So I've yes. been married. I've been married a few times myself. Yes, ma'am. I was engaged to another preacher who was on the down low, like Rochelle's husband, and his he shared with me his HIV status, which I'm grateful for. Okay. But I so wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Renona. Stop right there. Let me get. Let me let me wrap my mind around all this. So. You 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 have a new preacher coming to your life, and and he you don't know he's gay, but he he shared with you his HIV status. So give me the give me the 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 the, the, the series of how did that come about? Well, it was pr- pretty pretty ugly how I actually. How my fears were confirmed because I always had a feeling that something was wrong. Okay? okay, but you know, like Michelle, I was like mesmerized and you know, oh, somebody wants to marry me and it's a man of God, you know, and oh my God, you know, I was all caught up into that, you know. I wasn't okay. the type of person that you know was being promiscuous and throwing myself as a preacher. But ever since I got saved over 20 years ago, I always wanted to be a, a pastor's wife. That was my prayer. Lord, let me become a pastor's wife. So. Okay, here's a pastor, a pastor who wants to marry me, and he was significantly younger than I am, so that was like a big ego booster for me as well. Mm, right. He, he carried himself really authentic. You know, he liked to fix my hair, and, you know, fix my place up. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of raised my eyebrow a little bit, but I was like, okay, that's just because he's young. But, you know, he took me out to dinner, and he shared with me that, you know, he was HIV positive, and I was like, well, hold up, let me process that because that's a lot 
because he was my pastor. You know, well, and I'm like, well, that, I don't know if I'm on, uh, I, I got to tell you, well, no, that's more than a lot. That's a super lot. It, it, it gets better. It gets better. No, don't, don't. Renona, don't give them no more. They gotta watch this show because y'all yeah, got some real, y'all got some real stuff going on, man. Rochelle, I, we kind of lightweight know your story. Give us as much as you can without giving the whole thing away. Just the fact that he was gay, mm-hmm. and he had a well. I don't call it gay. I call it a disability with his sexuality. <laughs> Wait a minute, <laughs> a disability. <laughs> a disability with his sexuality. Oh, no. you, you asked his boyfriend. He probably like he's great. I don't know his boyfriend. Hell, he was good with me when I had him. I so, just didn't so, know if he liked me. So he was he was he was able to perform with you. Y'all had a, a healthy relationship. Um, man, I mean, I mean, listen to Winona. She said she, she this guy was effeminate. Was your guy effeminate at all? No, I didn't see any of that. But, Ronnie, you have to understand, I was only with a man for 91 days. Yeah, it was very short. Oh. Uh-huh. So you lucky. Blessed. You, that could have been, you know, that could have been 10 years. Exactly. Exactly. Uh-oh. But Uh-oh. I don't blame him. I blame myself. Because I, I was you. the one that was mesmerized. I didn't dig deep. So I can't blame him. He knew what he was doing. I blame yeah. self for not digging. Wow. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to the uh, the preacher exes, and welcome to the line, Attorney Kyle's uh, Isidra. You're on the line, Rodney Perry Live. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Rodney? Uh, you are part of this this show, Preacher Exes. Um, first of all, thank you for calling in. We've been talking sure. to the ladies, and... Everyone just gave us their story. What's your story in terms of um, why didn't your relationship last? Well, um, I think my relationship didn't last. Well, one reason was because I didn't do my research prior to getting married. Um, I did have some warning signs, and when I say warning signs, I mean literally warnings from people who didn't necessarily say to me but said to people in my close circle like my parents, she probably shouldn't marry this dude for X, Y, Z reason. Number one, she's planning this huge wedding and doesn't even have a ring yet. But I wasn't so much focused on being a bride, on being a wife. My focus was on being a bride. So I think that a lot of the reason my marriage did not work was because I was married to my wedding more than I was married to my husband. I was totally engulfed in having this huge wedding and being a fabulous bride and not being um, the wife that I should have been. Now, I'm not saying that it was necessarily all my fault because there there was definitely a reason for the divorce. Mm. I married who I called an authorized user, meaning that I allowed my husband to use me if it was financially, if it was to build himself up in the church and go where he was trying to go on the strength of my name, I was guilty of that. But at the same time, I fought myself because I did not do my own background investigations, and that's what I encourage people to do. Now, now, uh, Sharon, I got, I got to throw this out there because what I'm hearing, as I'm hearing each one of y'all stories individually and collectively, is that, you know, these guys – need you they need to have that 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 eye candy on their arm for lack of a better word so uh, uh, how much responsibility 
do you as the wives or the exes now take for the demise of your relationship? I'm going to say with me, um, I shouldn't have got married in the beginning. But, you know, when you're raised in church, they always quote the scripture, um, it's better to marry than to burn. Mm. And that still has not been explained to me yet, and I have my own, you know, um, perception of that scripture. But I will say that when the warning signs or signals, um, red flags, were presented, I should have stopped the horse right then and there. Um, And I believe that I had something to do with it, the divorce, um, because I allowed it to go on for so long. If I would not have gotten married, um, I would not have gotten hurt to the extent that I was because my marriage was like a roller coaster ride of 14 to 16 years. You know, the scab comes on, and then he pulls it back off with another woman. And I even found myself praying for some of these women. And, and now when I look back in retrospect, I'm like, Lord, what the hell was I doing? Hmm. You know, I should have been beating his ass or something. And too. But, you know, um, I didn't, you know, because the saints of God would say, oh, just pray them through and fast and anoint his shoes, anoint this. Shit, that, that stuff don't work. Now, what God did do, he changed me okay. to make a choice to get out of it. So I wish I would have left a long time ago, but I thank God for the story. And I thank God for my kids who were not that damage by that right. relationship. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm assuming you guys, you know, I guess outside of Rochelle, who was in 91 Days, you guys have children. You guys, I mean, this is not over. I mean, it doesn't end when you have children. You still have to maintain some sort of contact. Um, uh, in in hindsight, uh, if you believe everything happens for a reason, Mm-hmm. What did you learn, Sharon? What did you What did you walk away from, even after 16 years? What did you say, well, you know what, at least I learned this? I learned that God is the creator of my faith and that my relationship with God isn't contingent upon what man says that my relationship ought to be. Um, because if anyone knows me, there's a very spiritual side of me um, mm-hmm. that many people don't get to to see an operation. Um, so that's what I would say regarding that, that it, I it, love God. Yeah. Isidra, uh, same <laughs> question. What, what, what can you say you walk away with as far as a lesson learned from, from after coming after this relationship? Oh, I would say the main thing is just to be more careful and to not only recognize the warning signs, because there are always signs, so to not only recognize them, but to take heed to them and actually proceed based on those warning signs and not just say, oh, well, it'll get better or sweep it under the rug or pretend that that warning sign doesn't actually exist. It's a warning sign and a red flag for a reason. So wow. I just, I, I've, I've positioned myself so that now I'm, I'm just more careful and yeah. not as vulnerable and gullible, I guess. Well, I, I know you, you don't sound gullible at all. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to the Preacher Exes. Hey, y'all, check out the trailer. Um, man, it's really, uh, really a dope trailer and very emotional, y'all. Check it out. It's Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live.
type of hurt that I've gone through in this church. I promise y'all, yesterday they had me crying. I don't curse. I don't do that. Learn to trust no one. It's what is your problem? After my third child from my first preacher husband. Look at them and not know the pain that they're really going through. Because it was two babies. I was. The woman at the well. Five days, he never touched me, never kissed me. Something I'd always been looking for. I was the mistress. I married him seven days later. Or I didn't want to uh, throw my ex-husband under the bus. It's all about me. But now I will say that again. I've gone private. With each one of these beautiful women. When you get through doing all of that, you lose your family. You need to get out of this. This is not healthy. Are you, are you all still in charge? I have found myself, because I go out quite frequently. Hey, y'all, Preacher X is coming to a TV screen near you. Sharon, I mean, you created this show. What do you want? What do you want for the show? Um, I want the show to be a success. I, I want women and men around the globe to be empowered and to be inspired by us, um, not only as preachers, exes, but as authors, entrepreneurs, and women that have something going on. You know, um, in the trailer or the responses to the trailer, a lot of people called us ratchet and hoes and things like that, we're none of that. We are just as educated as the next woman, but we have decided to speak out. So I want people to be empowered and to live their best life. Man, um, I, I'm excited to see this show hit the airways. What, what's the work? What do we need to do, uh, or the Rodney Perry audience, what do we need to do to, to help you guys get this, get this show to the people? We just need you to continuously watch everything that we put out, you know, from the trailer, watch and share, from the trailer, from um, what was released last week um, and what's about to be released on this evening. Uh, So we just need you to follow us, continue to communicate with us, continue to ask us questions, and, of course, your prayers are needed. We need your solicitations and prayers. Man, I, I'm super excited about this show, and um, I, I, you know, just just getting the opportunity to talk with you, ladies, is huge. Now, this is the question: Who's gonna change? You know, because this show is gonna blow up. You know, I know you. Hold on, Sharon, don't even answer. That. I ain't got time. Lynn, yes. Who's gonna change? I mean, you know your castmates. Who's gonna change when the show blow up? Well, I don't. What, what do you mean change? Change and what? What do you mean change? I'm going to change. I probably change overnight. What? <laughs> overnight? What? Not a problem. Okay, here you go. Okay, let me let me let me ask the lawyer. I know she got a politically correct answer. Uh, is Sidra? Is Sidra? Oh yeah, yeah. The, the blow. The show blows up like it's going to do. Who's going to mm-hmm. be the first one to change, in your opinion? The first one to change. Whew, I guess it depends on how we define change. Um, Good or bad? Mean, it's not necessarily negative. Good or bad? Well, everybody is going to change for the. I think that everybody, to some degree, is of course going to change for the good because, if nothing else, they're going to be in a different socioeconomic status. 
you know what? I'm, I mean, I'm sick of y'all. Stop, stop it, Madam Lawyer. Esquire, you on mute. Sharon, you got these girls trained. Nobody want to give me the answer I want. Who is going to train anyone? Wow. I would like to see certain people change, and that's not in a bad way. Okay. Um, and it's for the good because I just want them to be like, "Pow, bitch, here I am." That you back. can't. Oh, wait a minute, Sharon. You can't say bitch. You the you the preacher ex. Can you cuss? I do all the time. <laughs> I love it, man. Um. You guys are so awesome. Sharon Griffin, you can check her out. She's at Sharon K. Griffin on Twitter. Uh, Lynn Littlejohn, I muted her, but I'm sorry, Miss Lynn. Lynn Littlejohn, pastor's ex-wife, too, on Twitter. Uh, and uh, Isidra uh, Kyle's, attorney Kyle, that's Isidra Esquire, you understand. Uh, uh, <laughs> I to make sure I get that right. Uh, Miss Winona Russ. Uh, that's Winona D.Y. She be doing it, y'all. That's Winona D.Y. on Twitter. And uh, Rochelle Wallace. Do, Rochelle, you got a Twitter because I got your Facebook. Oh, I ain't got it on. Rochelle, you got a Twitter. I don't. I do not. Let me tell you something, Rochelle. That's why you keep meeting these gay dudes. You got to get on Twitter. <laughs> and what you're not going to do is call me. That's what you're not going to do, right? <laughs> we got to get you on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> okay, Rochelle, you can check her out on on uh, Facebook at Roach Wallace. That's Roach, like Rochelle, R-O-C-H-W-A-L-L-A-C-E. Um, man, you guys are a ball of fun. When y'all hanging out, I want to come and meet y'all in person. Wow. You invite us to hang out with you. I would I would be honored, man. Um, I, I'm excited about what's coming down the pipe for y'all. Um, as 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 you guys prepare for this this show to go nationwide, um, what what do you want, Rochelle? People to to walk away with from your from your story? Um, just living living your truth, living your truth. That's it. You can live in your truth. You're living a great life. Winona, same question. I just want women to be empowered and to know that there's life after church. They teach us that there isn't life outside of church, and there is. I'm, I'm living it. Wow. Uh, Isidra? Yes, same question? Same question. What's your thoughts? Um, I just want women to walk away with, um, you know, of course we, we all want the women to be empowered, but I just want them to walk away with a greater sense of who they are because once I think that once we really realize who we are um, in the church and outside of the church, because everybody has not divorced the church, but once we recognize who we are inside and outside of the church, then I think we'll be able to better portray who we are to other people so that we won't continuously attract the wrong people. Wow. Miss Lynn Littlejohn. What do you what do you want What do you want people to walk away with from your story? Yeah, from my story is that you do matter uh, to the women. You do matter uh, from sun up to sundown. You matter, and it's okay to be in the discovery zone. It's okay to be in the me zone. It is your birthright to enjoy life. 
Wow, wow. Hey, I think um, you guys are, are um, you guys speak to a, a, a section of, of, of the world that's very valid because I think the fact that you guys were married to preachers is kind of incidental. You guys were married to men, and, you know, it didn't work out, and it happens every day. So, uh, Sharon, is it is this show more about the fact that you guys happen to be all married to preachers or more fa- about the fact that sometimes relationships just don't work? I think that the show, the commonality is that we were all married to preachers or engaged mm-hmm. to preachers. But right. the show could encompass any woman or any man because men go through situations too. Mm-hmm. But, Rodney, I have to say this. You have to ask. Who's going to get what as far as plastic surgery? Uh-uh. <laughs> Once the show kicks off. <laughs> Wait a minute. No, hold on. I don't want to. What? Okay, well, I'm going I'm to save you then because you obviously got a plan. Okay. Oh, I do. Rochelle. What? Is there any plastic surgery in your future upon the blow up situation of the show? None at all. None at all. Not at all, but not at all. <laughs> not. Huh. You silly. Okay. <laughs> Winona. Winona, are you going under the knife? <laughs> well, I, I may. I may. There's, but Winona, you're so lovely already. Well, thank you. But, you know, women, well, me anyway, you know, I'm, I've recently undergone a major transition. I've lost like a hundred and almost fifty pounds. So Congratulations. I just wanna thank you. And you know, I just wanna complete that so I'm thinking about it. All right, all right. We'll keep yeah. that in mind. We we're gonna be looking for your new, you know, whatever coming down the pipe. Uh uh I I know not not the lawyer. Not the lawyer. It's Sidra. <laughs> Yes, the lawyer. What you going to what, what would you I like? Will, listen, like? because right now I think I camouflage it so well, and you're forcing me to give away my secret. Okay, don't but, give it away. Don't give it away, but go ahead. But I don't, but, but listen, I won't necessarily go under the knife, but I will go under the scalpel to the point that they can just lift something up a little bit. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I ain't yeah, mad at that. I ain't mad yeah, at that. that's all. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, if they have some... Don't even get me started. If they could do some work on me, and it would be a lot of dudes getting some uh, work. Okay. Hey, hang on. <laughs> Lynn, are you going to yeah. get some are you Lynn, not Lynn, not Lynn, Lil John. Not but please Lil understand. Look, look, Rodney, please understand that from head to toe, I am satisfied. But to answer your question, I've already been up under the knife. I got some new boobs. Uh, I'm scheduled to go September the 5th and get this god awful chin. Going to take care of that. And other than that, we good. My teeth, minute, I might Lynn. get them closed up. What? Lynn, wait a minute. Yo, first of all, <laughs> your chin is incredible, okay? Now, Thank as a you. man, you can't never have too many boobs. Boobs is always good. Yeah, well, I got my boobs done. They're good now. You know, they didn't have to get done, but they got done, and we're good. I love them. And I love th- my th- new th- girls. Th- th- let me ask you something. Now, when you when you a, a passes ex, let me throw Sharon on this. Now, you a passes ex, you get your boobs done. Do they fill them up with holy water? 
<laughs> well, holy water with uh, some some uh, what's that salt? Some saline, saline. <laughs> But I haven't had mine done because you know my nipples are very sensitive. So Mm-mm. okay, you know what? This We're is, not going to touch this them. Is, this is yeah, yeah, don't don't mess with that. Leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to have a tummy tuck and okay. liposuction. Okay, you know, I wouldn't mind getting that myself because my, my tummy needs to be tough. Look, ladies, I cannot thank you guys enough for coming on. Lord, have mercy. When the preacher's exes hit the... Now, who is the gentleman on the show, Sharon? Because uh, on, on the trailer, y'all had, y'all had like a therapist. Yes, that's actually Pastor Juan Bellard, who is also a therapist. So, yeah, he... um. He kind of looked him. like, I'm going to just throw it out there, Sean. It looked like okay. he was lightweight trying to holler at some of y'all. Um, I, I think he had his eyes on one of the cast members. <clears throat> mm. Who? Hold on. Let me find out. <laughs> Hold on. Lynn, is it you? Oh, no. No. Okay, okay, no. okay. Let me see. Who would he like? Okay. Rochelle, is it you? Uh-uh. No, uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that don't uh-uh. sound like the truth. Okay, hold on. Winona, is it you? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. And we down to we down to the last one. Is Sidra? Process of elimination. Uh, I can, based on rumor. That's all I can base it on is rumor. Um, Call him. I don't know. Call, I call him. Now, him. Now, call now, him. now, you know, you know, Rodney Perry. I'm a matchmaker sometimes. Now, would you I'm, even? No, say, you're good. You're good. You're good. It's radio host. Thank you. You're okay, good, okay. Rodney. I'll leave it alone. Yeah. Leave you ain't got leave to that alone. Twice, Miss Kyle. <laughs> She's like, you good? You're yeah, you're good. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Sharon, man, I, this has been yes. so much fun. I'm glad yeah. we finally connected the dots. Uh, oh, Ma- Marvin has called me no less than a thousand times, and uh, I-, I was excited. I had some shows I had to record ahead of y'all, but I'm so glad to have gotten y'all on here. And man, uh, first of all, congratulations in advance. Um, Thank you. And I can't wait for the world to see you. And and I, I really, you guys got to come back. You guys got to come back when the show, you know, gets on. Don't act funny. I'm, I'm matter of fact. What a law yet? It's Sidra. Don't don't act funny when y'all blow up. Okay? I'm not funny acting, so I got you. As long as mm. my executive team gives us the word, I got you. Okay, yeah. let me check. Let me check with Rochelle. I she might act funny. Rochelle, you are you gonna act funny when the show blow up when Roddy Perry call y'all? No, I'm gonna call you and give you all the juicy gossip. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> See, that's my girl right there. Okay, wait a minute, Winona, Winona. I know, I know you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna do nothing. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna come back on, is? I am gonna come back on. I've enjoyed myself today. Thank you so much for having me. Good stuff, man. Thank you so much, sis. Um, uh, what's Lynn? Little John. <laughs> Little John. <laughs> Rodney, Rodney. Yeah. Yes, I will is be you? back. Will you? Uh, I'll awesome. have look. I'll have my entourage walking in front of me, but I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, give me this as, as we as we get ready to close out. Um, 
the show is going to be wildly successful, um, and and you, you're you know you're going to become a household name. Uh, did you say anything during the taping that you regret? You know, to be to be real honest, I don't remember, but I'm of this opinion is that whatever I said, whatever I did, was from the heart. And so, yeah, when I saw first scene one, because it was a lot of emotional stuff going on, I'm like, okay, where was I emotionally? And I was there, so it's no telling what would be said. Wow. But I have wow. no problem with it because I am transparent. I'm good with that. All right, now. Uh, Sidra, same question. Um, do you, did you say anything that you that you think you may regret? No, not at all. Because, like Lynn said, everything I said, I meant it all the way down to, bitch, what is your problem? When I said that, I meant it. Um, so, yes, I'm, I'm, no, I didn't say anything that I regret or that I would not say again. Oh, my goodness. Okay, you hang on the line, Cedric. Bitch, what is your problem? Okay, uh, Winona. Uh, of course, we know Sharon had this great idea to bring this show to life. Do y'all kind of tiptoe around her? Do y'all kind of make her like, you know, like we gone? Because, you know, if you watch, like, Basketball Wives, they be letting Shawnee O'Neal just go off. Is y'all going to do the same thing with Sharon? Oh, no. It, that's not my style. I, I don't really go off. I, I, I either, I'm the one that's probably going to clam up a little bit at first, and I'll be quiet. And I'll try to think about what I'm going to say before I say it. So I know I can speak for myself. I'm not going to just, you know, go okay. off on anybody. Okay. I know who will go off. Rochelle. Uh-huh. Rochelle, you know. Yeah. I, I know Sharon, y'all executive producer, y'all fearless leader. But, uh, you know, I mean, what if she needs y'all to go in on her? Is you going to be the one to do it, take the gloves off? I do it now. Sharon knows. I let her know where I come from. I hold nothing back. Uh-huh. She gets cussed out royally. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Well, she cusses me back now. I, I'm about to say that's some serious cussing, though, because she's like, <laughs> man. So, so Sharon, man, I, this is this has been so much fun. Um when it comes time to, you know, the show is on the air, it comes time to do the speaking tours and to go back out into the churches. Are you guys ready for that? Um, I'm definitely ready for that. I don't think my platform, per se, is going to be the church. And I'm not saying that I'm disqualifying the church, but I think that I'm so transparent that I don't know if the, the church will want to have me. Mm. You know, because I just say it. So I'm, but I'm ready for it. I love speaking. Wow. So, hey, hey ladies, uh, I can't thank you guys enough for coming on today. It's been a, a, a great conversation. I, I would love for you guys to come back at some point, maybe even individually, so we can really kind of hear your whole story, man. You guys have so many great stories. Uh, the name of the show is Preachers X's. It's coming to a station near you. Follow everything they do. You can check out Sharon Griffin. That's right. That's C-H-E-R-O-N-K Griffin on Twitter. Pastor's ex-wife, too. That's Lynn Littlejohn. Attorney Kyles. It's Sidra Kyles. Winona Rush. Winona D-Y. Doing it, y'all. You understand. And Rochelle (laughs) Wallace. 
uh, Rochelle Wallace. She's on Facebook at Roach Wallace. That's R O C H W A L L A C E. Um, uh, Sharon, as as yeah. the producer of this show, creator of this show, um, who's your favorite? I know you. I know it's like your kids. Who, who's your favorite? You I'm know gonna... what? I really don't have a favorite, but I think the person mute, that mute, I... mute. No. Okay, let me ask the ladies. Who Lynn Little John? Who is Sharon's favorite? I you'd have to ask Sharon. I don't. We don't. I, just, I put on what? mute. Lynn, you on mute too. You don't want to act right. Okay, uh, I know Rochelle to tell me. Rochelle, are you Sharon's favorite? No, I'm not her favorite. I'm the one that tells Sharon off. So no, I'm not her uh, favorite. You're not a favorite. What, well, Nona? Are you Sharon's favorite? Um, I don't think so. I mean. I can't answer that, you know. I just, I'm just glad to be a part and be able to share my story. Okay, you still happy to be here? Yeah, you, Sidra. <laughs> yes, Rochelle. Rochelle. It's oh, you, favorite. you say it's Rochelle. I, I yes. know it's Rochelle. Sharon. Okay, <laughs> now you can answer the question. You can answer all the You know what? You know what? I fight the most with Rochelle, like. We have this bittersweet relationship where we actually do cuss each other out privately on the phone. But the person that I most like is Lynn, no, hell no, is Lynn Littlejohn because she's so free in her spirit. Now, Rochelle cusses everybody out online. That's what she does. Uh, (laughs) Now, the prince... Rochelle oh, about back. anything. Rochelle oh, wow. will cuss you out. Yes, oh, and then start uh, doing research on you. And then uh-uh. putting that on Facebook. Yes. But Yesidra is like the queen. Like when I see her, I see royalty. <laughs> God, God, I got to go. Thank you, Roddy, for having me on. <laughs> anyway. uh, wait, wait. Thank you, Thank you so much. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, Rodney, so everyone is bringing something different to the table, and I love them all the same. Wow, awesome, man. Ladies and gentlemen, um, <laughs> check out this show, All Things Preacher X. Is there, is there a website? Um, actually, there is a splash page, but we prefer you follow us on uh, Facebook, which is Preacher's Exes, and on Twitter. Let's build that up. Okay, so the pre- the Facebook it is it, um the Facebook is X's of Preachers Facebook yes. dot com forward slash e x e s o f p r e a c h e r s and um and you can go to the website preachersx's dot com that's e x e e x e s it, it it really looked like preacher sexes which is another website oh sure. yeah they do be sexing it can I get a woo woo <laughs> And Ronnie, oh. you have to invite us to party with you. Okay, I you have to what, put that out. You know out what? There. I'm definitely. I got a comedy show coming up in Atlanta, and I'm gonna make sure y'all get. I want to make sure y'all be my personal guest and come out, and we have some real conversations, man, and real talk. Really talk about it because I think what I'm hearing as I hear all of your stories, y- y'all live in a world that that people don't communicate when it's when it's bad. Right. You're right. Uh, and and I think that's the through line through everything. It's like when stuff is bad, everybody act like it's good, you know. And and you know who has a similar problem? Like I have a lot of comedian friends that are, you know, do comedy in the church world. And it's I got this dude, a friend of mine, right? He's got a uh, 
he got a he got a baby mama didn't work out. He got married, they didn't work out. They have a child. He can't do no jokes about the fact that he has a child, let alone that the woman happened to be white. He can't oh, wow. even speak to that. So he can't even when he do shows at churches, he can barely even mention his child without the church people kind of putting their nose up, looking down their nose at his relationship and what happened. So I can only imagine if he's experiencing that as a man mentioning that he lost that he lost his his family. What must life be like for you guys? I I, I feel a sense of uh, empathy for what I, I know you guys must have, have have gone through and must be going through. Don't feel sorry for us. I'm confident. <laughs> we good. We're good. <laughs> we doing the damn thing. I, I don't know about that part, but yeah, we I good. am. <laughs> hey guys, you guys have a blessed day. Thank you so much. Sharon Griffin, Lynn Lil John, Isidra Kyles, Winona Rush, Rochelle Wallace. I cannot thank you ladies enough for coming on today. Let me tell you something. I haven't talked to five women ever and had this great a conversation. Oh, thank, thank you for Brian. having us. We appreciate thank you so much. Thank you. I knew. I'm a lucky man. If I wasn't married, I'd be trying to holler at one of y'all. Can bye, I Ronnie. It's been real. Bye, Ronnie. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, ladies. Have a good day. Hey, y'all. Bye. Bye, bye. Yeah. Thank you so much, man. They were awesome, awesome, awesome. You guys go follow the Preacher X's. They're a wonderful group of ladies. This show is going to be so crazy. I'm going to be there. I want you to be there. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. The show has been incredible. Hey, stay right there. You never know what we're going to do next. Talk to you in a minute. Hey, you, yeah, you, you listen to the show, you're laughing along with Rodney, you listen to the great guests, but you're not sharing it. You need to share this show with somebody special. Find somebody in your life that you love and show them how good you enjoy the show. It's Rodney Perry Live. Don't keep it to yourself. Share it. Yeah. Hey, y'all, it's Rodney Perry. You're tuning in to Rodney Perry Live. Hey, Go and check out one of the archives. That's right. You you love the show. You, you like me. You like uh, uh, my guests. Go check out one of the archives. I have all kind of great guests that have come on this show, man, and smashed it so many times. People like Anthony Hamilton. People like Dwele, uh Amaro LaRue has been on the show. And uh, you, you've been on. Yeah, you come on and you've been on the show. Hey, uh, I had Kevin Hart on the show, and he told this incredible story. <laughs> he told this incredible story about a fight he had. Check it out. First of all, the biggest mistake that I've done was bring Harry on the road with me. He's out of control, okay? That, that's the first thing. His life is spiraling. I thought Harry was going on the road and <laughs> to help you stay on the straight and narrow. Now, no, now, uh-uh. No, now, uh-uh. Can y'all, can y'all, Kevin, can you tell me the story? I know y'all got into some fistfuls recently. Can you tell me, uh-uh. tell the story about the fight. I want to hear the fight story. The fight story uh, about... About how much how much Harry's not a friend? Yeah, sure, I can tell you this. Uh, I got into a fight, Rodney, Austin, Texas, right? Yeah. Now, Rodney, a lot of people don't know this, but I throw hands. You good with yours? I come from the shoulders with mine. You know, <laughs> okay. you you come out your mouth crazy. I'm gonna make you pay. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. With either the right one or the left one, but you gonna introduce yourself to one of them. I get into a little problem because the owner of the club threw my lady out the club, right? 
I go up to the owner, I'm like, don't put your hands on my lady. That's my lady. Okay? When I said it, I pushed him. When I pushed him, he called a security guard. Security guards come up, grab me real fast. At this particular time, this is normally when my friends should be around. Henry's one of my friends. I'm in the full Nelson. They're swinging me all over the place. I don't see Harry. Okay, that's that's the first that's the first alarm that goes off. So right. I'm now looking for Wayne. Wayne is my security guard. I'm like, where's Wayne at? Wayne comes up like the man that he is. Grabs the security guards, get him off me. Now after they get him off me, the dude before they let go, the owner mugged me, Rodney. Like you know, no. they put their hand on your face, right? <laughs> now when you mug me. It's a, it's a very confusing and difficult time for me because I didn't know how to get his hand off my face, Rodney. I've never been mugged before. I just, like, if, you, if, you, if you've never been mugged, it's a very difficult situation if somebody's whole hand covers your face. And they right. had my arms, so I didn't know what to do. So I licked his palm. I no, you didn't. It. I did. I had to. But I did it tough. I growled afterwards. I, uh, uh, like it was, it was a good lick, right? So he was uncomfortable with the fact that his palm was wet. So he, he let me go. They let me go. Now, at this point in time, I'm free. But now, Rodney, I'm mad. I want to fight. I go back up to the dude. I'm like, don't put your hands on me. I throw two punches. Bink, bink. I got him in a headlock, Rodney. I'm whipping his ass. Here comes Harry. Out of nowhere, now that he sees that the fight's in control, he say, Kev, hold him. I'm a sucker punch him. That's what Harry said. He said that a lot. I knew it wasn't going to go right because he used the word sucker punch. Okay. Right. <laughs> any, any nigga that say sucker punch in 2009 doesn't mean it. So he said, hold him. I'm a sucker punch him. Right? I said, I got him. Hit him, Harry. Harry took about 45 seconds to throw the most meaningless punch I've ever seen in my life. Rodney, I think I think he hit the guy on the thigh. He went for his he face. Didn't. He hit the guy on the thigh and said, mm, after he hit him. He said, mm. That may be the fruitiest part. <laughs> what I say? Mm. He said, mm. Like, you know, you hear somebody go, mm. You just say, mm. I said, let's go, man. Pack up, everybody. We had to retreat. After, after I heard that, he said, mm, I didn't want nobody to get it on YouTube. I don't even think he hit him. Like, you know how girls hit when they don't close their fist all the way. The open palm. He hit him with the open palm. Hand. You with know the about that, right? Showing. Mm. With the, yeah. He said, the heel of the hand. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want to get hit with that heel, though. That heel pretty high. Yeah, at least if you hit in the face, the heel might do something. But you... Hey, y'all, it's Roddy Perry. You're two to the Roddy Perry Live. That's just one of the uh, many moments that we've had on the show. Hey, check out some of the archives. My name is Rodney Perry. Thank you for tuning in to the show. We'll talk to you next time. Be good.